Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you listen to this podcast. We are Good Time Sports Podcast. Here, as always, my name is Brandon Carson, joined by my co-host, Colin Brown, and our co-host and producer, Andrew Maloney. Boys, how are we feeling today? Feeling fantastic. Doing all right. It's been a good uh, sports week. It only, has. You're only doing all right? You're not feeling great? Awesome? Phantasmagorical? Fan- no. I'm sorry, what was that? Phantasmagorical. Can, can I get a definition of that? I'm pretty sure there's a reference on a movie or a TV show. Boys, I'm grasping at straws here, okay? <laughs> I was looking for adjectives, are and you, that one popped in my head. Are you alluding to something? Am I supposed to be happy about something? Or? I mean, why not? It's football. It's yeah. good time sports. Yeah. You're doing a podcast with your friends. We are entertaining the masses. Friends? Wait Man, a minute. you and this friends crap. <laughs> oh, I swear. To- okay. All right. Whatever. Guess no, we'll just I call it a night. Thinking- good, good night. Wait, I was just thinking we were best friends. Oh. Saved it. Saved it. He came back. That Saved, it. Saved it. <laughs> well, boys, uh, we got some got some good stuff that happened this week. Uh, believe it or not, Crowder and the Suns agreed to seek a trade. Got some big news there. Send him to the Mavs. <laughs> he is a very valuable 3 and D um, rotational piece. He is somebody that could start on any championship roster, and I think it's very underlying NBA story with all this Tell me he drama. would be the perfect replacement for Brunson. I mean... I think Christian Wood's already going to supp- supplement that, but him adding to that rotation in Dallas, yeah. I mean, that would be yeah. that'd be pretty. Legit. Do you think Dallas though will actually go out and seek him? Let's hope. I don't. I don't think so. Personally, I think they're committed with their squad this year. That's <sighs> what I was thinking. Well, yeah, it's just me. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> moving on from NBA news, uh, NASCAR had a little fight going on there between Andrew and Davey. Interesting. Andrew kind of. Decided he wanted to go smack the crap out of Davey while sitting in his car. We solely put this in because the guy's name was Andrew. That's yeah. basically it. It's the only time Andrew will actually be <laughs> someone <laughs> out last names on purpose. Yeah, you know. I, let's preface, I did not beat anyone up in their car. You also don't drive a NASCAR either. Exactly. So, But, I mean, definitely if you haven't go seen, if you haven't seen the video on Twitter, you need to go watch it. Twitter, yeah. YouTube, it's, it's all pretty, over the It's all over. Yeah. I mean, he, he had to be lifted up. And dragged away. And then at one point, he breaks away, goes back to go punch him again. Well, well the he thing is, too, so, like, obviously, dude. he's still in his car. So, I'm assuming he still had his helmet on. I couldn't see from the angle. I would assume. Like, do you, have, do you know how angry you have to be to consistently punch somebody? I mean, I'm assuming he had his driving. Oh, I think on. about that stuff, like, in the NFL all the time. Yeah. Like, or how they fight when you and, see it. Yeah. And yeah. they just, like, punch the helmet. Yeah. Like, they, they know you're not hitting, you know, the actual person. You're hitting their yeah. equipment. Well, and that's kind of like it's my favorite thing watching baseball players. Like when the batter goes charged down, what's the first thing he does? Takes his helmet, throws it, and I'm yep. like, why, why would you not keep that? Use that to your advantage yeah. at least. It's one of the more un- <laughs> I don't know. Like that's a really good point to be honest. I mean, right? Really aren't useful. Uh, on a, like when you're fighting Rook Neto Door, though. Well, clearly, <laughs> yeah, that man. It didn't matter it. anything for yeah Batista over there. Yeah. Man will one to you real quick. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, kind of some other big news. This is going to affect uh, mostly with uh, baseball, hockey, and then NBA even. Uh, Canada is re- uh, relieving their vaccine mandates for players and all that. Yep, they are so lifting travel. the vaccine. So indoors, so you don't have to have the vaccine mandate um, in order to in, uh, to play. To participate, yeah. excuse me, thank you, for uh, indoor events. Mm-hmm. This was announced earlier this uh, past week. Yep. 
Um, huge for, obviously, as you mentioned, the Blue Jays, the Raptors, uh, all those teams in hockey. Or anyone traveling. That, too. The Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs. Yeah. Uh, Calgary Flames. Ottawa Senators. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, like a bunch, in a bunch of teams, Peter right? Patter. Let's, Let's get at her. <laughs> Great show, by the way. <laughs> Y'all haven't seen it. But, yeah, I think this is something that uh, I think we had our it's president hockey. recently come out um, and say that the pandemic's, like, over. So, hopefully, we're transitioning out of this. Thing that happened almost three years ago. I yeah. thought we have been for a while, but yeah, it's about two and a half years. Yeah, since this thing started, so pretty crazy. Yeah. Also, in kind of big news, uh, Kyler Murray's already made the Hall of Fame. Believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> we should go into more detail on that. Yeah. Because, oh, you yeah. don't want me to just leave it there? No. Well, he's what did actually he go in the Hall of Fame for Brendan. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's actually the only QB to have gotten a rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, two point conversion run. Two-point conversion pass in a single game. Good for Kyler. Man Agreed. did not have a line and running backs that game, so he <laughs> no. just did everything himself. Yeah. <laughs> he so, really did. Hey, I appreciate the fantasy football The points. way he scrambled around that field was nuts. By the way, you were looking for a definition earlier. Phantasmagorical. Describes something with oh a dreamlike, fantastical, unreal, deceptive, or shifting appearance like an optical illusion. Is this a real dictionary? Word? That's this, a real word? This is dictionary.com. I swear. What? I swear to God. That is crazy. Dictionary.com. That is crazy. That's an SAT word. It is a word. big and relatively uncommon word, and you may encounter it more often in literary or learned context than in everyday conversation. You are not literary. <laughs> no. Uh, don't, don't hype yourself up right now. Mr. Journalism oh coming in with the gosh. SAT words. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Why? Go back to sport. That's, <laughs> I'm trying now. Uh, NFL has announced uh, some of their Hall of Fame nominees, possibly to get in there. You got Joe Thompson. Joe Thomas. Come on, man. Joe Thomas. Yeah, Joe Thomas. Excuse me. Legendary left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. Legendary and Cleveland Browns aren't two words you hear that often hey, nowadays. Hey, man, that man... Was yeah, there every was day cold. to yeah. block for those subpar quarterbacks? Okay, yeah. you leave that man alone. <laughs> hey, it's great that he'll be in. Uh, James Harrison and uh, Old Revis. Yep. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. I was about Dwight to give you a shout out. Yep. Yeah. For your boy over there. Bam, bam. Yeah. Uh, I personally, I think there's a lot of. This is a competitive class for sure. So oh, yeah. Very interested to see when yeah. they narrow it down who they choose. But now, is it. Because Cam Chancellor can be in for it's multi, like baseball, you can be, get like voted multiple years. Yeah, so, so Cam just got eligible, right? Right, so he's right. got he's just now eligible. I, I believe it's f- is it five years in the NFL? I think yeah, I you think, have to be five years out of right, the league, right, to to start. To, right, yeah, so obviously he retired in 2017 after his neck injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I so he's got time to he's got get time. thrown in there. I think he'd have a better case if he actually rightfully deservedly got his Super Bowl MVP. That he should have gotten back yeah. in 2013, but it happens. Teach their own, but you know. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, that kind of does it for the week and news and sports. So we get to move on to some college football, boys. Yes, sir, Andrew. Man, we know you're ready to get into this topic every week. So why don't you start us off? Yeah, uh, really good games this week. Um, Ranked matchups, like, out the wazoo. Like, it was such a, like, I don't know. Coming in, coming into the week, there was a lot of, like, talk about, like, some of these games, like, just genuinely weren't going to be too exciting or, you know, because you had Georgia playing Kent State, and then you had Kent State show up. And, yeah, I mean, they did that. They showed up. 
Like yeah, Georgia didn't. had only allowed one touchdown the entire season, and Kent State put up twenty two points on them, which is insane. Yeah, like that that box score doesn't look real to me. No, they did win by seventeen for the record. Yeah, Georgia won by seventeen. Yeah, yes, Georgia. Excuse yep. me. <laughs> yeah, not Kent State. <laughs> that would have been definitely the big. Yeah, that would have been the biggest news, but. I mean, Georgia, you know, did what Georgia was supposed to do. And th- clearly, like, it happens every year. There's a team that, you know, has a really close game. Honestly, I like to call it the Clemson effect because, like, Clemson every single year has a game that should not have been that close and or they lose a game that they should not have lost. Because Clemson... Like most ranked teams, though, in college football. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it happens in college football because someone, one coach, it just takes one coach finding the weaknesses in you know, the holes in your, in your play calling and your defenses or your offenses and really exploiting them. And, but where you really see good teams prevail is them, you know, working through those and then Mm -hmm. just avoiding that happening again and fixing those holes. So I think that's what celebrate or excuse me, separates, not celebrates, separates the coaches like Dabo Sweeney and some of these other really good college uh, coaches in college football, comparatively to like Nick Saban or, or, you know, Urban Meyer back when he was at the peak of his his yeah. powers. Which I I don't know, man. I think Urban might be back soon. Potentially. I mean, we don't know. He's on uh, uh, Nebraska. He's on the Fox uh college football morning crew, uh breaking down the game. So we'll see. You know, give it a year, you know, let the uh what happened, which we all know what happened, happened. Um, let it kind of just just settle for a little bit. <laughs> um and maybe, you know Urban would have like the most in like this would be the quickest like comeback story him breaking down as his, long as he's not his coaching players. career like if you broke it down into chapters personally i would really focus on the florida time of his career yeah <laughs> but it's still being written yeah so i mean you know we'll see you know what what the last year we'll what the next chapter is going to be for urban meyer we'll see i mean speaking of you know really close games in terms of big conference or big uh playoff contenders for the uh, college football playoff Michigan winning only by seven against Maryland now they recently went under a quarterback change with uh, Cade McNamara he's now I think he's injured I don't know if he's out for the season or if he's done for a significant amount of time so I I think he's just shut down for a bit for a bit okay so he there is a chance he could come back later right so now they got the the new guy JJ uh, McCarthy yeah who's coming in and personally he's not as fine-tuned as Kate is, in my opinion, based on but, what watching him, but he's got the ceiling that's through the that's roof. That's way past Cade McNamara's. Way past. Without and, a doubt. And, I mean, Cade, so the loyalty that Harbaugh has to this quarterback, I mean, he won him the Big Ten. Yep. He beat Ohio State. Yep. Got to the playoff yep. with this guy. So, I mean, and this is something that... And they got steamrolled. <laughs> true. <laughs> albeit, I mean, Michigan, they have worked and clawed their way to get to that To get point. back here. And now yeah. all of a sudden he goes down and he's just like, all right, we're rolling with JJ. So I mean, you have to, I, right? And it's just it's amazing because I know they did the all right. You're going to start one game now. You're going to start another game. So now we're all in on JJ and we're going to really see where this Michigan squad's going to end up by the end of the year. It's going to be real interesting. They moved up, or no, they were number four already, weren't they? Yes, yeah. yes, they were. So they they stuck at number four in the new poll. Um, it's just Michigan. Michigan is just historically one of. I mean, it's a blue blood program, yes, obviously. Of course. Oh, yeah. Especially in college football. But, yeah, like you said, like over the last maybe like decade, they just haven't fully been what 
people expect Michigan to be, and they've worked their way back. And yes, and last year, I said I was about to say yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, but last like year, <laughs> last year, finally getting that like that super elusive win against Ohio State that it seemed like they could just never pull out. What was it? Was before, I'm talking pre Harbaugh here? Was it Rich Rodriguez the last time they were ranked in like the top ten like consecutively towards yes. the end of the season before? Yeah. I believe so. Before Harbaugh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So for Michigan to you know, first off, they showed a lot of fight and a lot of heart in that Maryland game because they could have given up at any point. Well, you know, and then just use the oh well we we have our backup quarterback excuse like they sorry go and generate three the turnovers game, too. The game of football is next man up like. You you're playing one of the most violently aggressive games mm-hmm. of, of oh I mean it's it's any uh, it's probably the most like violent sport like the most violent big sport so our UFC well, would kind of be yeah, differ there yeah. but uh, be very careful but you know what how I mean team sport team sport <laughs> very careful well, rugby. rugby there you yeah, go but Thank I said you. one of <laughs> one of <laughs> and rugby is basically football just without the pads yeah, but I the point but the violent. point being. You are guaranteed injuries every single year. It's a war of attrition. It is. Yeah. And so it that next man up mentality is huge. And it's so easy to use the excuse of like, oh, well, you know, our main guy's out. So that's why that's why we didn't win. You know, I don't feel too bad about it. But I want to ask you something. Yeah. And I don't mean to cut you off. No, but because good. I know you're I know you know your college football. Yeah. Which quarterback do you have more trust in going through the rest of the season? DJ Ugalele, the Clemson guy, or JJ McCarthy? JJ McCarthy. You, you believe in JJ? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you please explain? Because I'm very interested in this. Uh, JJ Believer. That's well, what I'm saying. He's, but it's also, it's 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 early, you know? I mean, it's really it's really easy. And I mean, you know what? DJ Ugalele has had some, like, great, has fought adversity really well this season already, too. Right. Uh, Wake Forest game was nuts. Yeah, like, the fact that we'll, they and we'll get overtime. into that next. But right. yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I just double overtime. Mm-hmm. The thing with DJ is, we still see flashes of the floor more yeah. than we do the ceiling. Yeah, and this has happened the last two years now, and so after a certain amount of time. You like I like, and it's a very small window. But I look at like Donovan Smith at Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Had thrown five interceptions in his first two starts this year, mm-hmm. and then goes out and throws zero interceptions and has the game of his life against Texas, right? It's so true. you see, you see way more of the ceiling, and you're seeing that progress come out. Mm-hmm. So with DJ, there's been plenty of games where he had an awful game, then he comes back to the next game and looks great. But you want to see them build on that instead of just going backwards and then having to start all over. So, but with JJ, hold on, hold on. Okay. With JJ, we haven't really had the opportunity to fully see is JJ going to stick and right. where he is now and just build on it, or right. is he going to fall back to his old habits like DJ did right. or has been? So, um, right now I'm sticking with JJ. I just really like his ceiling more than I do DJ's, but. I mean, it could it could really flip by the end of the season. The only reason I would push back on it, and I like your analysis, I like your breakdown, because I know you know your stuff. I would slightly push back in DJ's direction only for this, because of the structure at Clemson. The structure at Clemson, I believe, is more of a cohesive unit. 
I believe Dabble being yeah. there. They've they've worked with DJ. Obviously, that first year when Ugalele was the starter did not go as planned. It was not the uh, immediate pop that he who shall not be named in Cleveland right now and Trevor Lawrence had when they first got to Clemson. Right. And I think Dabo and that staff is more battle-tested. Now, granted, they've lost some people. I mean, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma squad here mm-hmm. shortly um, with their former D.C. going over there. Right. But I personally believe when push comes to shove, J.J. has shown a lot of bit of talent. I don't know if it's quite the bit over talent to really push Michigan over the likes of Ohio State and C.J. Stroud this year, whereas Clemson in their conference – I expect them to take care of Wake Forest. I expect them to take care of NC State. I yeah, expect them to take care I of just, Miami. I, I just feel like it's not <laughs> fair to compare the conferences in that sense because clearly, yes, Clemson should take care of NC State and take care of Wake Forest, I mean, but Wake Forest and NC State are not Ohio State. No, and they're not, but that but that's the reality of their conferences. I mean, you're sitting there. I mean, part of it is looking at, at, at as an individual in a vacuum and being like, okay, this guy, when he plays, we see more of his floor. He's a little bit more inconsistent, whereas J.J., you know, he's young, he's fresh, he hasn't shown those things. That's totally fair, in my opinion. My point is the reality of the situation is Michigan does have to go through Ohio State. Michigan does have to go to Wisconsin later in the year. Michigan does have to go right, against well, Michigan no, State. No, you're right, you're right. And that's why I'm saying by the end of the year, this could all flip. It's, that's, but that's, like, if I'm asking you projecting. Projecting right, right now. I would personally lead towards D.J. Ugalele. I feel, I feel like it's an easy... It's like an easy cop out just because this conference is so easy, though. I, I don't. Think of that, course, I would. Of I course, I would like to roll with DJ because he's playing. You could, he's not playing those big name schools. You could look at it as a cop out. Me personally, I just don't think the talent gap is that uh, disparaging. Disparaging. Between I mean, the and two. it's not like it's 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 a hard comparison because you could really there's an argument for both players. That's what I'm saying. So and that's and that's why I lead. Ugalele. Yeah, and that's why my analysis of why I led JJ. So it's fair. All right, I guess well, we'll we got two opposing <laughs> views. I know. It seems like. I mean, look, it's just it's it's something. That no, it was I'm, a great question. I yeah. mean, it's it's a good debate because yep. these are going right. to be two next year are going to be probably the two most hyped quarterbacks in in the entire. Right. Well, and it also kind of brings up like the number one that OU is running with was Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, right? Do you want to talk about Oklahoma? I'll talk about OU and they did good. Okay. Listen, Listen why don't you, why don't you take the floor? All right. Listen, just let it out. I'm upset. We knew, (laughs) like we talked about last podcast, we knew there was going to be one game. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? We did mention it on the last podcast. It was, it was going to happen. I got the team wrong. All right. And I even said, I'm not really worried about Kansas state. And it came back to bite me in the ass. Apparently I spoke life into it when I shouldn't have. So that's on me, dude. And you know what? Kansas state really, they're not a bad team. They're quarterback. Okay, dude. well, so I don't know if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, I was saying I think Kansas State can win the Big 12. I fully believe that because I knew that Adrian Martinez could do what he did against Oklahoma. Yeah, he balled out. That's he, he did. And but that's the problem. It's he needs to remain consistent and he needs to keep doing it. I mean, Adrian Martinez is he Adrian, I feel so bad for the guy because when he was at Nebraska. Under Scott Frost, Scott Frost made him look like the biggest waste of a quarterback there's ever been. And other fans around the country felt the same way um, just because he wasn't performing. But that system was just not for him. And clearly it's not for any quarterback because Casey Thompson, who had a decent season, you know, when he played games for Texas, went over there and now he looks like he was like a no-star recruit. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, though, like what... Martinez is what a senior, right? I think he's a senior. Yes. 
I mean, at this point, we're kind of past it where you need to, like, be more consistent and all that. He He's established that he's not as consistent of a quarterback, and it's not going to help him long-term trying to get into the NFL, things like that. Right. Now, granted, there's quarterbacks in the NFL who probably shouldn't be. There's going to be a place for him, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. And Whether I mean, it be but, backup or whatever. But, I mean, speaking in the game of football right now with uh, Kansas State, this is the Adrian Martinez that I expected. This is the Adrian Martinez that I said can win the Big 12 championship with Kansas State this year. I fully, fully believe that. I mean, he yeah. threw for 234 yards and rushed for 148. Yeah. He, again, all he I can say is he balled game out. of his life. I, I can't argue with that. OU also did well. I mean, when you're looking at total yards, OU had more total yards. So in reality, but that's the thing, a, right? You it was have, a back to back. You have game. to capitalize because if you have that many yards, that means that you made it to the red zone. Yep, and I you just a couldn't a follow it around times, and you couldn't finish. Yeah. And that's and I, I know I'm jumping in late on this conversation here. That's where you miss Lincoln Riley. Yeah, is those efficiency points because Oklahoma? Don't get me wrong. Brent Venables had a pretty easier transition in this regard, taking over the OU job. OU is going to have talent. They just are. To Oklahoma, be fair, you say Miss Lincoln Riley, but now he's over there struggling. I'm, he hasn't lost a game, has he? He hasn't lost a game yet. Yeah, but they barely won that. Okay, but, but, that, but he's literally, literally it's but, proving the point. Late game situation, he pulled it out. That's what I'm saying. Like, in that aspect, like, that's where Brent Venables is going to have to really sit there and, like, when he does go to the SEC mm-hmm. and when he does get this, don't get me wrong, he's building up that defense. Yeah. And Oklahoma is still going to be a powerhouse prog- program, excuse me. But he's going to have to get that OC that when you yeah. recruit these guys to Oklahoma, that he can rely on and be like, hey, listen, when we get down in the red zone, I get it. We can make it through 20 to 20. We can get down and move the ball across the field. It's getting into those tight areas where it's not easy. You don't have your full playbook. You have to be able to capitalize if you're Oklahoma against these teams in the yep. Big 12. And that's not to say Venables isn't going to be okay because right. I fully believe he no, will be. No, this is also him being a head coach. It's his for a new first pro- yeah. year being a head coach mm-hmm. at, and not only just like getting some head coaching experience at a stepping stone school he's at oklahoma where he's been before right. yeah and he is the head coach of the oklahoma soon as the number six team in the country and he, here's the thing too sorry to interrupt you there no, but with, with brett venables used to coach there his defense under him was fantastic he left it went back to sucking yeah now he's back he's picking back up on he's more of a defensive minded coach and well he is defense I mean, he wins was the defensive coordinator is what we all like the, to say. the point being too is like this is this is a big test for Oklahoma. 100%. Right? This is their biggest adversity of the season because mm-hmm. one loss isn't going to kick you out of the playoffs. Nope. It won't because you can get a 4 seed and if everyone loses once then yeah. you're 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 fully in the fight for yeah. uh making the playoffs. The thing is now Oklahoma Kansas State now expose those holes in your defense. Yeah. They figured out what it is that you're not as good at, what you're weak at and what other teams can now exploit when they look at the tape. So, and we're going next week to face TCU, right? And, so, and, and TCU is three and zero. And TCU is a, is a, is a now TCU is three and zero, but that's a, a win over Colorado. That's a win over SMU. SMU. Fair, yeah. like it's and a, a win over some like I don't even know some lower that, FBS school. Right. So the the point being, yes, TCU has is three and zero, which they won the games they're supposed to. But they haven't faced that Big Twelve opponent yeah. yet. So, well, well, I mean, it's yeah, they they had a bye week already. I yeah, was wondering right. why they went four and zero, but right. Yeah. And I just you know, it is difficult. OU is definitely not out of it by any means. Um, because don't get me wrong, they're not going to be the first 
team that has college football expectations, playoff expectations to lose. It's just Texas now they they that one. Well, right. And <laughs> they've they've used their one strike. Yeah. Like you've heard of the three and strike it's early. Rule. That's what it's, that's what sucks is that strike coming early. Yeah, it sucks. Well, yeah. no, granted, but it also gives you time to rebuild and try to also improve upon it. Right. Because to be honest, if you're gonna take a strike, you want it early rather yep. than late. Because I mean, unless you're Alabama, you don't <laughs> normally get the benefit of the doubt that's when you true. get a strike late. Yeah. So. This could be good for Oklahoma. It could allow them to re, kind of reset their mindset going in, especially now when they're getting to the heart of the schedule, going to TCU next week, as they mentioned, going into the Red Rivalry Week against are Texas. Are they at TCU? Uh, are they in Oklahoma? I think it's at TCU, actually. Because the yeah. biggest... In Fort Worth. The, yeah, in Fort the Worth, craziest yeah. thing about this is that Kansas State won in Norman, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Like, I gotta, yeah, I just got to give you credit, man. Kansas State pulling that off. I was literally sitting there watching that game, and I was like, Andrew was right. <laughs> Andrew was sitting there. He called, didn't we directly both, call this game, but he he knew. We both knew it would be some team out there that was going to do it. But that's I the didn't thing, think though. It'd be Kansas, Kansas, no, but, Kansas State. Right. Kansas State, I thought would give y'all trouble and could win that game. I mean, you don't win the Big Twelve without beating OU and or Texas and or Baylor. Yeah, like the, right. you have to go through those three. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm still afraid OU hasn't faced that opponent yet because the school and we talked about it last week that always gives OU trouble is Iowa State yeah and you still have to play Iowa State you still have to play Baylor you still have to play Texas you still like and that's the thing is uh, Oklahoma really needs to shore this up a TCU is basically their like tune-up game now for the rest of the season well it's tune-up game and then you go play texas and i think this and is tune-up game is kind of disrespectful because it's a it's big TCU. 12 opponent it's yeah. tcu with like tcu with no sunny dykes and sunny dykes has right. been winning games at smu for the last four years so and here's the thing though brett venables has already said we're learning from it we're moving on we're going to it and all the and players the have best had way to do it mindset right too. they're all wanting to get in there watch film see where they screwed up to start fixing it which is good he's created that culture yeah the last thing i'll say on this topic before because i know we got other games to talk about the last thing i'll say is what i'm going to be looking for when i watch oklahoma the rest of this year it's it's a problem that every team faces when they have a new head coach take over a program what is your identity exactly what are you with oklahoma like oklahoma right. again under lincoln riley we all knew what they were we're going to make sure this quarterback is in the best place possible. We're going to be an offensive scheme team. We're going to try to run up the score on you and let our defensive ends and linebackers rush after the quarterback and try to get after you. Under Brent Venables, again, he's trying to figure out his footing. He's trying to get ingratiated with his players. You kind of have to do this all on the fly, and that's part of the reason that you take you the ball. you figure it out job. quick, though. You do. And, and it's going to be a challenge for him for the rest of the season. I'm very interested to see how he handles it going forward. Yeah, and yeah. before we move on, Deuce Vaughn, dog. Deuce Fawn is a dog. Shout out Short King Deuce Fawn. Short Deuce Fawn is a dog. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. He... Oh, yeah. And he's a, he's a top five running back in the country right now. So Really? Pretty, yeah. You're in your opinion, top yeah. five. Okay. I'm right. Listen, Fair I, enough, I, can't, I can't question anything. Andrew Maloney, the Tex, or Kansas State expert. Apparently, man. Um, do you I, want to talk about your old guy, your old uh, head coach? We now? could talk about that, or I know we were kind of talking about the Clemson effect earlier that Andrew brought up. Do you? Which one do you want to go to? It doesn't matter. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk USC real quick. Okay. Just, I mean, the the thing is, is Oregon State gives every Pac-12 team a heart attack. Not to like mention that's Oregon State's identity is yeah. play the game really well and then lose it in a heartbreaking fashion. 
I was reading some stat while I was watching the game. Because Caleb Williams, this is his worst game as a trucker. Oh, without a doubt. Without a 16 doubt. to 36, 180 yards, only one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, they mainly relied on their running tech, believe yep. it or not. USC historically has struggled going up to Oregon State um, whenever they travel up to the Pacific Northwest in Oregon. Yeah. So this one was not so shocking to me that it was close. Oh, me neither. Um, Oregon had four turnovers, though. They did. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it was one of those things that if Oregon knew how to capitalize on the opportunities and if had even close to the weapons and the offensive firepower that USC had, they could have easily won this game, in my opinion. So, but unfortunately, they're just, they're in a kind of weird year. Um, They're 3-1, and which respect to them. I mean, they're going to be competitive in that Pac-12, but they're just not quite at USC's level with Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, and all those guys coming over. I mean, they had, I think it was like five or six transfers from Oklahoma transferred to USC. So if those guys hadn't come over, Oregon State could have won this game. And again, oh, could have, should have, would have. I mean, we could talk about that all day. But, but that's just Oregon State, man. Every single year I see Oregon State just, they they play up to their opponents really, really well. They really do. They do a great job of doing that year in and year out. But, I mean, yeah, Lincoln Riley really did pull out the win. Um, that running back, what's his name, Die. Die, uh, yes. Yeah. Die. Travis Die. Um 133 yards on 19 carries is pretty solid. Like, yeah, it's not a bad showing at all. Mm-hmm. Averaging seven yards a rush. So, I mean, the biggest thing is, okay, you had you had your uh, your heart attack game yep. with USC, and the thing is, is they're not going to have as much leeway as no. other schools like in the not SEC and uh, in the Big Ten because right. you're playing in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I mean, if this was Oregon or Utah, they would have lost this game. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, this is something that, like you said, I think you perfectly so at least wake-up call. At least it happened against Oregon State. Right. You can bounce back, figure out what it is that went wrong, and fix it moving forward. Um, Clemson had a really solid game. Um, <sighs> Man, did they? <laughs> Double yeah. overtime. And so did Wake Forest. <laughs> Which yeah. y'all were also kind of talking about Wake Forest with Michigan teams you need to beat, but Wake Forest looked good. They did. I mean, most Wake Forest is ranked for a reason. Yeah, yeah. they're this is the best their, their programs looked in a while. Wake but you know what's crazy about Wake Forest is they are a perennial like twenty five to like twenty team every single year. Yeah, like, well, I mean, in respect to them. Yeah, you know, I mean, just, to to hover around the top twenty five like that in general is is big. This this year it's, though, it felt different. Like this year. I don't know if it was the great job that uh, College Game Day did hyping up this game, but I legitimately thought when I was watching it in and out uh, throughout mm-hmm. that Wake Forest was going to pull off this upset. Like I genuinely, oh, they should have pulled dude. off this upset. I mean, this the whole game was just a back and forth the whole time, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was and a classic college football shootout. I mean, fifty-one to forty-five Clemson and double OT. It doesn't get more classic shootout than that. Um, yeah. I mean, their team had any turnovers. I mean, they were looking just both quarterbacks combined for good. eleven no touchdowns. Yeah, zero turnovers or zero interceptions. I mean, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Hartman had Hartman. six. Hartman, yeah, six yeah. touchdowns tied the record. Three hundred and thirty-seven yards in the ACC. I mean, it's like Wake Forest is talented, and they deserve to be respected. And obviously, they made their case very well known that had things gone from if things had fallen the other way if the cookie had crumbled a different way i mean yeah. they could have maybe walked out of here with a w but and especially at home 
this was a very impressive win for Clemson um, to battle through adversity because, again, they've got tougher competition down the road. Yep. The ACC has done a, a greater job in catching up to them. This isn't like the old conference where they're just going to walk over everybody. Um, and Wake Forest was a true test <clears throat> of that, in my opinion. Oh, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, another team in the ACC that was not as good was Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting <sighs> embarrassed by Middle Tennessee. Yeah, 45 to 31. Awful showing by Miami. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and this takes me back to Texas A&M. Texas A&M confuses the hell out of me. You lose, you lose to Appalachian State. Right. You go and you beat a ranked Miami team. Big win. Yeah. But, but then that same Miami team goes and loses to Middle Tennessee. Yeah. I was, and then you go and beat a top 10 Arkansas team. What? I was I was completely wrong about Tyler Van Dyke. I was really high on him and Mario Cristobal. Oh, yeah, I thought me they too. could have been the team that could potentially uh, test Clemson. Yeah, yeah. but. <laughs> and clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, because I know we're juggling kind of two games here. Miami, to me, I look and Mario Cristobal kind of realizes what he's got. He's going to do the best he can. They're gonna, they're still going to win seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I'm I'm really tempted to say ten, but I don't want to ten. Yeah, but... Right, exactly. Um, so they'll be fine, and then he'll get his kind of recruits in, and he'll kind of start to build his program. Texas A and M, on the other hand, I mean, they've got a lot of young talent. They're just young. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they had the the historically like the best uh, class recruiting class like ever. I did call this upset too, by the way. I picked Texas A&M over Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I did too. And I'm so happy that A&M and Jimbo Fisher was able to pull off this win in AT&T Stadium here in uh, DFW. In Dallas. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I forgot that was. Yeah. And the pick play here, home. huh? Yep. Yeah. They, they, they often play here, which is kind of a weird. No, it's, it's one of those like. Yearly neutral site games, right? And it's just, but I mean, it was like, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not hating for it. Tech and Baylor used to play the Butt Bowl here every year. <laughs> <laughs> shout out the Butt Bowl, B U T T Bowl. Yes. Hey, shout out to Tech though. Yes. Thank you. You want to? Oh, wanna, you might have lost, but I'll take for that, that transition. Yeah. You want to go? You want to go into that one, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech with a pretty impressive win against Texas and Lubbock. Um, and overtime, overtime yep. win. Yep. Uh, and talking about Donovan Smith again. Donovan Smith balled out. He balled. He's okay. Remind me, is, is he junior or is he? He's a junior or a or is he senior? Sophomore. I know more. He's either one of the. He's. I, I feel like he's. I'll, I'll let you look that up because you're the Mr. Texas Tech man. He played like he was a fifth year starter. Like he had complete control of the field. He completely controlled the offense. Um, I know this is the first Donovan year head coach Smith is a sophomore. Yep, sophomore. sophomore. Yep. He didn't he didn't play like a sophomore. He no. played like an upperclassman. Yeah. No, he. The thing about Donovan Smith is, like I said, he his ceiling is so high because he's like six three two hundred and twenty. Like he's a big freaking six dude. five two thirty six five two thirty. Oh yeah. He that looks, is a I got his stats massive up. quarterback. He like towers over dudes. Yeah, and his vision down the field is just continually getting better and better. His problem also wasn't ever really uh, his vision. It was more so just 
the mis- the mistakes young quarterbacks make. Right. You know, throw the ball away instead of throwing it downfield. Right. Problems. And that's why he threw five picks and two pick sixes in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. But clearly something happened at practice this week because there was no picks, two touchdowns, 331 yards against a Texas defense that held Alabama to just a one-point win against them. Like... Yeah, they held Alabama to less. And and what was <laughs> yeah. it? All the Texas, Texas fans Tech. were so excited about just losing by one point to Bama. Yeah. And then now this happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the thing. It's like, it, it really... First off, Texas came out and hit us in the mouth. Yep. They hit us. They scored within a minute. They were up seven. We came back. We answered. And it's just when you look at the plays of the game, like if you just look at the stats of this game and you look at the game as a whole, let me see if I can pull up. Here we go. Texas Tech ran 100 plays. Yeah. To Texas is 60. Yeah. So that. Texas was more efficient down the field. They were. But you know what Texas Tech did and what really ended up happening at the end of the game was Texas Tech playing so many plays on w- offense. Wore down their defense. Wore down that defense and they broke. Yeah. Well, even that, then, y'all's defense caused like two turnovers. Yeah. He, and one of them being Bijan Robinson fumbling the ball, which he doesn't do. Yep. Yeah. Until I mean, he does. I mean, losing a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter – that just shows that, I mean, I've said this about the NFL. I'll say it about college. If you're that team, if you are that team, like that high-level caliber team, you do not lose that game even if you are on the road. No. And Texas? It doesn't matter if it's your first road game, your 10th road game. doesn't matter. And they they ultimately choked the game. Credit to Texas Tech. They executed when they needed to. They made the plays when they needed to, forced it overtime. And, of course, you know, when that kick went through uh, the uprights, to send them back to, you know, again, cheerful moments reminiscent of 2008. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't 2008, but... Well, I mean, like, it, <laughs> it's the first time we beat Texas in Lubbock since that, 2008. That was so. the call in the broadcast. That's all I'm saying. Dude, so. those guys <laughs> were talking about that 2008 game like, and comparing it to yeah. this. Like, it was so annoying. Yeah. It was so bad. The, the <laughs> I just had to bring that up because I, I was, was like, about to say, like, <laughs> Texas Tech doesn't win this game if Joey McGuire doesn't have balls yeah. because... We went for it on fourth down eight times. Yeah. And you know where Texas messed up is we converted fourth down six of those times. 75% of the time you convert fourth downs. Yeah. Six six fourth down conversions, which is insane. Defenses should not let that happen. I mean, that's a passing grade in any class you take at high school, college, university, (laughs) freaking middle school, elementary school. And they did that on converting fourth downs where it's – in football, you're just trying to enforce your will on the other opponent. So, yeah, yeah I think that's pretty good. The biggest thing is Texas Tech really came out. They dominated every facet of the game, time of possession, yards, passing yards, rushing yards. They tied. And you're comparing that with Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson to yeah. Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks. Yeah. Like, Texas should have dominated the running game. It should. And I don't want to hear anything about um, Quinn Ewers not playing. No, because Hudson Card played an amazing game. I don't want to hear it. I mean, look, at at the end of the day, Texas should have won this game with Card, whether it was the Ewers, whether it was in Austin, whether it was in Lubbock. This is something. There's no excuse. Right. If I told you Hudson Card was 20 for 30 for 277 yards, two touchdowns and one interception, 
Sounds like a good John game. Robinson was 16 attempts for 100 yards and two touchdowns. With Roshan Johnson, uh, a few big rushes, like the numbers don't really show it. Um, and I told you also, Xavier Worthy got his first touchdown of the season. Yeah. You would think Texas won this game. Yeah. They got, so, I would have. I would have played. <laughs> no, I mean, they got, like, they got just, outplayed. It, Sark got outcoached, and Sark's now one in six on the road yeah. as Texas head coach. So the one thing that's I think saving him a little bit from really being on the hot seat is the fact that Ewers is out. Yeah, in my opinion, no, it is, and that yeah, and safe to say he's got a lot of work to do to kind of clean up <laughs> if he wants to keep coaching. Yeah, there. but Jordan McGuire is nice and nice and good. I mean, yeah. Texas Tech had only had two top twenty-five wins in Lubbock from twenty thirteen to twenty twenty-one. And we have two in Lubbock this year already. So fair enough. Now, do you want me to give you some more credit? Sorry, I didn't yep. mean to cut you off. You want me to give you some more credit, Andrew? Yeah, why not? Uh, you talked up a certain UT, obviously not the one in burnt orange, but they got a shade of orange on, and they came away with the win in Knoxville at ten, New Tennessee, thirty-eight to thirty-three. Well, Rocky Top. Uh, <laughs> We'll let you sing the whole song, by the way. No, yeah, go for it. No, <laughs> what what was it? What was That's it? That's one of the most annoying songs in college I, football. Whoa, whoa, whoa! For, what was it? Last week or two weeks ago? You were hating on OU. Now we're just moving on to different teams. You just hate everyone's fights. No, teams. no. He's picking a war with music. Rocky Top <laughs> sucks. What? It doesn't suck. I it, the tradition's what? cool, but it's so annoying. Hey, you remember the uh, the calling he hates. Rocky Top and Call earlier. the Hogs are... Oh, yeah. What, what was it? It went... Uh, Sweet! Sweet! <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. It was fun being the producer of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this opportunity, but I'm moving on. Anyways. By the way, hit up Good Time Sports Podcast. Uh, we might be looking for a new producer. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, our, uh, position, our position will be available on Indeed, among other, <laughs> other positions. Maybe submit your LinkedIn, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. Right. Um... But no, getting back to University of Tennessee, man, do they look good. Yeah. Like, they look really good. Anthony Richardson, to his credit, I thought played a really tremendous he game. He he really bounced back from his last bad couple games. and But Tennessee, at home, in Knoxville, was able to secure the win, pushing the Volunteers to 4-0, while Florida does fall to 2-2. Two I believe out of the rankings, if I'm not mistaken, in the top 25. They should be at this yeah. point. Um, uh, Hendon Hooker. Yes. Dog. Oh, man. He is, he is somebody that I cannot remember, at least in my lifetime, Tennessee having this dual threat weapon at the quarterback position. He rushed for 112 yards. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. He led them in rushing, obviously led them in passing with almost 350 yards, two touchdowns, one on the ground. I mean, Tennessee... I'm not saying they're Alabama or they're Georgia or any of these other top-level teams, but this is not something, like, especially if they're on the road, if one of these top teams, you cannot take them lightly. No. You cannot take them lightly. No. One thing Florida did good, though, is, I mean, forcing two turnovers, but, I mean, Tennessee then responds and does the exact same thing to Florida. Florida, to me, is just the really talented team that they'll make games interesting. You're going to enjoy watching a Florida game, but just... You know, tightening up loose ends, as they say. You know, ma- <laughs> making sure everything's fine-tuned. It's just not Florida special. They were slinging the freaking ball, though, dude. Yeah, and a great—it's entertaining. 
Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Anthony Richardson throwing for 400, 400 yards. yards yeah. 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 That's very entertaining. But I mean, shoot, just even in the fourth quarter, too, two touchdowns trying to really come back. Right. And I mean, he's he's so talented. He's so gifted. And he will improve with the more reps he gets throughout yeah. the season. But Tennessee is just a different animal at this point. And if I'm Alabama and Georgia, I'm not concerned about this team at, at my level yet. But, man, I'm really hoping there's another SEC team on my schedule before I play the Volunteers. You know what game I'm really excited for? Tennessee-Kentucky. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really good yeah. one. Tennessee-Kentucky is going to be so much fun. Right. That's probably going to get game day, if I had to guess. I would I would agree. Yeah. Hooker and uh, Levis competing against each other. I mean, two guys that, I mean, to be honest, I'm going to be honest, Hooker has sold me. Like, I think he this guy could play on Sundays. Yeah. I really think he could. Me too. Um, Grant, he's got more work to do, but, I mean, so far from what he's shown, yeah, he's he's legit to me. I'm just, I, I got nothing but good things to say about the University of Tennessee right now. Man, as, you as, know what? I have nothing but good things to say about a certain university, SFA. Really? Okay. Yeah. 98 points. Oh, no, my God. I, <laughs> I, it took me a second because I was just like, I'm so not used to talking about SFA. Yeah. So, like... That's why I, I that's why I'm bringing it up they only want, because they throw up basketball. Granted, uh, against a very very bad FCS oh, team, yeah. But putting up 98 points in football is nuts. Sheesh. <laughs> just it's nuts. It's a long game. If you're on the other team, to zero. Can I get a 98 piece chicken nugget on my way out of here, please? <laughs> and you also gotta like realize, like at some point, very early on, they probably put in backups. Oh, and their backups were still just balling out. Like the other side of that of that scoreboard, this, those poor guys were this, probably just ready. It's a to good get day to be an SFA fan. Yeah, this is the game Jack. where the backups are like, "Hey, hey, babe." Yeah, <laughs> Blue Mountain State yeah. style. Yeah, all <laughs> just, hey, that trickle down effect. Yeah, <laughs> hey, babe. Uh, running. If there's the any rest. game, if there's any game you want to come, to, <laughs> make sure it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me ball out, girl. Oh, yeah. This one's for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see see them in the fans. They give the peace out. It's yeah. like, I didn't even have this helmet on walking out. I didn't even have his pads on. I'm getting in today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running through the rest of college, the top 25 at least. Washington um, doubles up Sanford. Pretty solid showing out by the Huskies. Yep. Shout out to U-Dub. Yeah. U-Dub looking great so far. Really through good. Through the first month. Yeah. Uh, BYU, 38-24 against Wyoming. Utah, 34-13 against Arizona State. Big news with Arizona State firing Herm Edwards this week. Yeah, and um, we, they didn't even let him get back to the locker room. No, well, they fired him on the, on the field. field. Yeah. Also, though, do you hear about some information that is I being did. alleged right now? Yeah, that apparently uh, Arizona State staffers were leaking information to opposing teams so Arizona State would lose so that Herm Edwards would get fired. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I want to pose this question to y'all. Okay. At this point, as NCAA is the governing body, you now have to look into this. 100%. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But do you realize, hold on. That's an easy lawsuit, too, if that comes true. That man's going to Edwards is going to get paid. Do you realize, like, how much you got to hate a person? <laughs> To yeah, do this? Now, here's the thing. That's right? what right? I to think throw about. your program. Yeah. Let, let's take this podcast, for example, right? I'm struggling. 
I am just, you know, I'm fumbling over my words. I, my sports content doesn't make sense. Like, I am just, I'm late all the time. Like, so I'm just doing, the average day you right? Exactly. I'm okay. just, I'm basically <laughs> highlighting my resume at this point. So I'm just, I'm terrible. Basically, and let's say we have a boss. Let's say uh, someone oversees this podcast. We're getting paid and all this other stuff, right? And y'all know, right, in, in close circles, like, I leave the room and you're like, man, this Cullen guy. <laughs> Don't yeah, see me making yeah, him last of the season. For no. his script next week, let's just use SAT words well, only. No, that's yep. the thing. So before that, but you already know I'm getting fired. Like yeah. you already know, like this guy doesn't need help to screw up his own life. Right. right? Yeah. It'll happen. Just you realize how much you have to hate a person to sabotage them in order to get them fired and to get them out. Like, I don't know what Herm Edwards does behind closed doors. Apparently a lot. Apparently enough that people hate him a lot. That so. his own staff was, con- or not contemplate, actually, you know. Engaging. Engaging in a plot to get him fired. Well, and here's the thing too, right? That is absolutely mind-boggling to me. You do that, now you're screwing your program over. Oh, yeah. Because the NCAA is going to come after you. And nope. there's nothing about it. It's now what punishment are you going well, to get? NCAA if I'm a recruit, why do I want to go to Arizona State? You don't. Yeah. Why do you're, I want to go? Arizona's you're screwing the, your own on, program. Arizona's yeah. rebuilding in a really good way, like literally in the same state. So there you go. Why would you want to go to Arizona State? You're literally losing to your in-state rival. You're losing to all your conference rivals, and now you're the laughing stock of the nation. Yep. Then it's just it's a bad look, kind of like you said, laughing stock. Oh, it's of the an nation. awful look. How? What is? What are you going to do now to go and try to recruit high schoolers? Hey, uh, you want to come play with us? If we don't like you, we might try to screw you out of your yeah, job. Exactly. Like, like, no one's going to trust you now. All these major candidates, right, that are open for you know rehiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Urban Meyer fits there. You know, <laughs> maybe the the this the, is, the oh controversy of Urban Meyer. You know, fits perfectly with this team. But you know, I, and I, I hate to see say it now. It. After yeah, a, but they'll get him fired too. No, Hold on, I was about to say, but you know what I hate to say, and it's true though, Urban Meyer's too good for Arizona State. Is he? Can you just Who imagine? Who would give him a chance? Here's though. the thing: Can you imagine? Nebraska's probably going to hire him. Well, here's I'm pose a scenario to you, and you you tell me you cannot see this in an alternate universe. <laughs> Urban Meyer gets hired the head coach. They uh, start Arizona the, State at Arizona State. They get hired. He gets hired. He starts coaching the team. They're like, we'll say two and two start okay. off the season next year. He's like, you know what? They just played a Thursday night game. All right, boys, you got the weekend off. You enjoy yourselves. Meanwhile, I'm going to go down to the local bar and get myself <laughs> situated with the uh, Arizona State, uh, you know, campus. And, uh, uh, yeah, let me get myself situated over here. That, don't worry. I'll leave that, the wife at home. That That's happening in an Hashtag Blue Mountain universe. State. <laughs> that's hey, happening in an alternate Listen, universe. I just want a documentary team to follow that one. Yeah, but, I just listen. Makes too much sense. Yeah. Urban Meyer to Arizona State confirmed. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. heard it here. Breaking news. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> if that actually happens, I swear. <laughs> I swear, bro. We yeah. need Andrew to say it because then it'll happen. Apparently, with college football, say it. Nebraska will be hiring oh. Urban Meyer as their <sighs> head coach. Such no a, fun, Andrew. Such a buzzkill, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Utah taking care of business at Arizona State, Wisconsin, uh, getting embarrassed by Ohio State. But I think we all saw that coming. Alabama taking care of the worst team in the SEC until Texas gets there. Vanderbilt, um, NC State handling Connecticut, which shocker. Um, we 
didn't really talk much about A&M over Arkansas. We didn't talk much, but we, I mean, we talked about it from the spec that, I mean, we both called the upset. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, A&M, they're young. They're going to be talented. It's a rough that's year right, for them. That's right. We did talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky handling a oh, pretty close game against Northern Illinois. Uh, number 15, Oregon, 44-41 at Washington State. Really close, solid game. Uh, Ole Miss handling Tulsa and Penn State handling Central Michigan. Baylor, number 17, Baylor was the underdog going to Iowa State. I do remember that. You tell me that. But they pull it out 31-24. Georgia, again, uh, closer than it should have been against Kent State. And Pittsburgh handling Rhode Island. Nice and handy. Yep, that, um, that about good, sums it up. Good, good week of college football. Um, solid upset, solid game, solid environments. It was a really good week, but conference play is in full effect. So, yeah, are we ready to take it over to the diamond? I believe we are. Got some big news breaking with the diamond. All right, Brendan, let's take it over to baseball. <laughs> Yeah, so we got a uh, Big Al, as we like to call him, Albert Pujols, uh, joins the 700 Club. Did y'all, uh, did y'all get to watch that at all? Or I did, so I remember. So it's going to be one of those things. You know where like you you remember where you are in moments of history? Mm-hmm. I was in my bed watching it <laughs> for this one. I was... Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it totally beats what I was going to say. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> but threw you off there, huh? Let me let me just state that ESPN is going to make sure we know where we are when Aaron Judge hits this damn 61st home run. Oh, 100%. Because I'm trying to watch college football yesterday. Oh, and you get the pop-ups yep. on your Apple TV. And then yep. in the middle of a play, they just go to the studio to tell us that Aaron Judge is at a nap bat just to watch him go one and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone likes to follow Aaron Judge right no, now. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, one, I'm following college football. <laughs> I don't care about Aaron Judge. I don't. I'll see it on Twitter. If I wanted to watch baseball, the Yankees. You love the Yankees. Come on. I would watch Every the Yankees. loves the Yankees. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. ESPN, stop. Get I help. I can't breathe. I I really hope Aaron Judge sets his damn record before so next bugging weekend. you while you're watching. Well, you know what's going to happen. Then you're going to get updates every time he's up to bat to continuously break you the record. You know what? Disney owns ESPN. You know what? At this point, I'm going to be watching a movie on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to be in the middle of a She-Hulk episode, and they're going to be like, hey, I know you're in the middle of a big fight right now. But here's Aaron Judge's at bat. Andrew's like, you know what's a good movie? Lion King. No, Mufasa. Aaron Judge is up to bat. You know what, Andrew? Do you want to build it? Aaron Judge is up to bat. A whole new Aaron Judge up to bat. They're just going to start adding it into the movie, and you won't even realize it. (laughs) 
So ridiculous. Oh, well, my God. I'm going to be watching Wally, and then I'm just going to see the baseball fly over the like, spaceship. <laughs> and I'll have Aaron Judge number 63 or something written I on would, it. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting there. We're just, you know, we're just on our phone. You know, we're just trying to mind our own business. Amber alert. Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I bet the National <laughs> Weather Service has issued an alert that Aaron Judge is up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's it no, it is funny though you bring that up because yes, Aaron Judge has been getting all this attention. Meanwhile, Albert barely anything pops None, up for bro. it. And I'm like, what is this? He's only what the sixth player ever to uh, do it. Yeah. Fourth. 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 Fourth player ever to do it. Him, Barry Bonds, <laughs> Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Yep. Something that was cool and though is after he hit it, right? He ran around the bases. You know what the first thing he did? Hog Adrian Beltre. High fived him. Oh, high five. Yeah, well, it was a little there, high. There was, there was a fence. In the way, he was, yeah. he was racing the love. Okay. But no, yeah, Adrian Beltre yeah. was out at the game to watch it. Yeah. So yeah. he immediately went over there, high five. Yeah, Albert Pujols just hit his 700th uh, home run. But let's uh, tune in over here to the Yankees game. <laughs> Albert Pujols up to bat for to try to hit 700. Aaron Judge is up to bat right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. We're going to skip on over to the Yankees game. Oh, it's it, Yankees and money. That's all. Oh, sorry, guys. While you're listening to this damn podcast, Aaron Judge is up to bat. You know someone's going to have no, that that's 100%. Yeah. while it's going on. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, you know, it's a great time. I'm going to support, you know, these three lovely gentlemen talking about sports. And imagine this topic comes up when it happens, too. <laughs> I hope. Imagine if it does. If that happens, do you please tweet us that just so we can see that. Please. Just, just to give us a please. laugh. I do not care about your stupid home run. <laughs> Listen, well, hold on. I respect Aaron Judge and what he's doing, right? You got to give him some respect. Are they over-marketing it? Absolutely, yes. I Dude, agree. This is, this is worse than when I was watching a Kansas versus Baylor basketball game, and they had a Trey Young stat line <laughs> across the top of the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the little things that no, do it the for thing. us. I remember when he sent that in our group chat. Oh, text. I know. <laughs> and he was sitting there. He was just, bro, he's just trying to watch college basketball. This is Andrew. <laughs> Andrew at his peak loves watching Big 12 college basketball. Well, college sports in general. 100%. But Big 12 basketball, oh, this is what Andrew. He lives for. Oh, it lives for. And this man is <laughs> Trey Young. Not Luka Doncic, who the Mavericks took or traded for in that draft for Trey Young. No, Trey Young himself came up. And Andrew about lost his bleep in mind <laughs> and it was the funniest thing and now Aaron he wasn't Judge, he wasn't even gonna break a record <laughs> there was no record to be broken he was just playing another basketball game so which would you prefer aaron judge or and it was his worst game <laughs> he had like eight points <laughs> I'm crying over here. <laughs> I legitimately, I think I've run out of tears. Oh. <laughs> I, my air is gone. My oh. tears are gone. I just, I'm still teared up. I ran out of tears when I was crying <laughs> because I couldn't watch the play, the Texas Tech play <laughs> because, Aaron Judge was up to bat. because Aaron Judge was up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> and people wonder why oh America's sport baseball is dying. Oh. You're just shoving it up. down my throat. America's <laughs> 
Respect your elders. Respect the, the old timey sport of baseball, man. We're talking MLB. We're oh. talking the man. Give me that. <laughs> give me the at bat live on Twitter. <laughs> I don't need it on my TV. <laughs> Imagine your team throws a pick six. Your team throws a pick six, and then the next play, like you come back, oh and you're like, God. okay, it's time for us to bounce back. And you drive. You get to the five yard line. And it's first over. and goal. And they're like, okay, uh, Aaron Judge up to bat. Screw your team. The, the best part, the best part about it is, so they do it for every at bat, right? Yes. Yes, every time he goes Every up. at bat. The best part is when they pitch around him and walk. Oh, walk. <laughs> <laughs> like it happened the other night. <coughs> we were in class watching it. We stopped class because Aaron Judge was at, up, up to play. Like that's how serious it's gotten. And they pitched around him four straight pitches for a walk. And my, and well, my moving on. And, and my teacher, who's mainly a hockey, you know, he's mainly a hockey fan. He, I mean, he loves all sports, but he really in hockey. He's sitting there. He's just like, "What are we doing here? Like, what's going on, man? What's going on?" No one wants to con- be that player that helped contribute to uh, it. No, you know what? I will. <laughs> Is this so you can watch the Lion King I'm or Mulan? Joining the MLB. And I'm just, I'm throwing him at the perfect toss right up the middle. Please just send it out of the park. Please get this over with. I physically can't If breathe. you're the pitchers going up against Aaron Judge, just throw him the damn ball for him to hit the home run. Because guess what? Didn't you say, no, no, hold on. When Didn't that you- clip is in the, in, in the Hall of Fame. Guess who else is going to be in that picture? It's you. <laughs> Didn't you just say, hold on. We just had this conversation before Albert hit his 700th. We asked everybody in the group chat. I forget if who it was. If you throw him the meatball or not. Yeah, to if you do throw him it, the yeah. meatball, are you going to throw You said no. You're not throwing him the meatball. So you've changed on that topic now. Yes. <laughs> this is how much it's affected this man's yeah. life. When you started giving me boxed games to watch Aaron Judge go 0-1-3. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll move on from Aaron Judge now. <laughs> Anything else we want to touch on here? Well, uh, Pete, I'll just make this one quick. Pete Alonso breaks the Mets' single-season RBI record. Good. Did that win box it now. <laughs> don't worry. It's not one that would pop up and interrupt your college oh football. <laughs> I don't care about baseball. He just hears New York and this baseball is, and he gets PTSD. This is the most passionate Andrew has ever been about baseball. <laughs> I think ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What if you were watching like another baseball game and they started doing this? They do. They do do that. They do. They do do that. They don't care what sport it is. They're it doesn't it. change. It's it's across. Because they were matter. doing it on ABC too. Imagine you're watching The Bachelorette or something. <laughs> and, and I finally present you this rose. And the Aaron final Judge rose is up to bat. The final rose goes to Aaron Judge up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And the bachelor is Aaron Judge. Bro, well, if, well, you, if you make that into a graphic and post it on social... We got new merch that we need to make. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm the, sorry for yelling. The, the last uh, bit of baseball is uh, Mets, Braves, and Guardians have won. Golf clinch playoffs. Clinch playoffs. 
and Aaron Judge is up to Too bat. Too bad we won't see any of the games because Aaron Judge will be on the damn TV. <laughs> well, yep, and that about does it for baseball. Uh, I, we'll I move into NFL, but first, Aaron Judge is up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what I'm getting Andrew for Christmas this year. <laughs> Signed, Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get over to the NFL where we're talking all the games that happen today and every day. <laughs> After Aaron Judge. After Aaron Judge. I we gotta swear go to-, to God, if I'm watching if I'm watching the Cowboys on Monday Night Football tomorrow I and Aaron Judge pops up on my please, TV. Please listen. I'm throwing my couch at the screen. I'm not the most religious person out there. You're going to start praying? I, I bro- I would, I would just to be in the same room as Andrew. Please, please. Do the Yankees play here. tomorrow? I'm here on Monday. Monday night. Andrew's not here. Place. I'll check. I'll make sure you're. Cowboys do the Yankees game. play tomorrow save. during the Cowboys game? Oh, oh, oh please, please do, please do. Play. What time do the Cowboys play? It's, it's tonight. Yeah, it's like, seven fifteen, seven thirty. We're in luck. Yankees play at six p.m. Oh <laughs> my! Yes. <laughs> Quarterback Cooper Rush drops back, and it's Aaron Judge at the plate. <laughs> he, I swear to God, he better go two for two in his first at bats oh. and hit two homers, because if he pops up on my screen during the Cowboys <laughs> game. You know, it's especially gonna... if we're losing, if we're losing to the New York Giants and then the I have York, to watch the New, New York, York Yankees. <laughs> you know what I hope happens is it's going to be like comes down to like a final play or something. For some reason, they're still playing baseball <laughs> and it's going to be the final drive. Right. I'll take you back Cooper to Rush the drops studios back. For a studio update. Yeah. Cooper Rush drops back, launches the ball. Aaron Judge is up to bat and then flips over and does yeah, that dual screen. Yeah, they just perfectly like transition it, like the ball, like the football to like a <laughs> goes through a baseball. That- Can you imagine Aaron Judge? Imagine if that game goes to extra innings tomorrow. Can you imagine? Can <laughs> I you hope imagine? it does. Just for all the updates, put me on that like Manning cast during this game because I'm fighting, <laughs> fighting, I'm fighting. I can only imagine. Uh, I'm lies trying driving to, to you. Bristol, Connecticut, and kicking. <laughs> The dude who had the idea to do this. <laughs> well, well, that about does it for the baseball. Oh, we I, already transitioned. <laughs> well, I'm trying to transition Let's just, to NFL more. We, we got to cut this off. We, gotta, <laughs> we might need to take an actual five minutes yeah. in the studio well, just to, just to well, take a break. <laughs> we'll be back after this <laughs> small break. <laughs> yeah, you know what they're going to do during the damn small break? Show Aaron Judge's half bat. That's the break. (laughs) Oh my god! I just just killed the coach. Go to break. I can't breathe. All right, moving back over to the NFL. We got the battle of the mid that happened Thursday. Steelers Browns. Hold on, hold on. We can't. You can't just go into this without like acknowledging that like we legitimately had to stop recording. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get into this segment before we get interrupted by Aaron Judge. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to get into it. <laughs> Good point. We got to go quick. Yeah, yeah, he's up to bat. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I can't. Battle of the mid. I can't. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, just being him. I don't. I don't know why this man still has a starting role. 
in NFL. Yeah, start Kenny because, Pickett. Because please. Mike Tomlin literally said that he's not going to start Kenny Pickett. And like at this point, I think it's just is he trying to save face or something? Well, like why? I think it's ultimately like Kenny Pickett, right? This quarterback class was not the strongest. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Only one quarterback went in the first round. Malik Willis, who a lot of people were hyping up before the draft, went in the third round. Desmond Ritter, I think, was another guy. He went in the second round, among others. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think Kenny Pickett's ready quite. I mean, preseason, he looked great. Get it and everything. But you, when you invest a first-round pick into a quarterback, you got to give it time. Yep. You do. I and, get it. And it's just... It sucks because we're going to have to keep watching Mitch do Mitch things. Mitch Mid Trubisky. Mitch yes. Mid Trubisky. But I think ultimately for the Steelers long term, this is the best potential play. Now, granted, I'm not the biggest fan of Kenny Pickett, but... But, dude, that entire team just looks like <clears throat> they don't want to be there. No. Najee Harris didn't even do much. He had 15 carries and only had yeah, like, Najee what, Harris, 56 yards. Najee Harris looks like he would have rather been home at, like playing Warzone 2. Jordan Kyler Murray Jordan out Kyler, there. I yeah. Was just saying, yeah. yeah, the beta's out. Like, he might as well. Right. They wanted to like joint stream. Meanwhile, Nick Chubb out there, twenty-three carries, puts up one hundred thirteen yards, gets a touchdown. Respectful. Uh, yeah. Amari Cooper, hell of a game. I mean, yeah. he looked like Amari Cooper. Yeah. He did. Man, well, if only the Cowboys could have kept him. Yeah, up. if only you could have gotten more than a fifth-round pick for him. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It, it's really just the battle of the mid. Uh, Cleveland Battle of the mid. It, yeah, it's, it's how I'm gonna call this game. It's yeah, Thursday night football. Uh, Cleveland came out with the victory, twenty nine seventeen. It's really about it for that game. Nothing too crazy happened or anything. I mean, just felt like a long game. It really did. It just dragged. That's what happens when it's like two teams that no one like really. It is felt like, like watching like an Iowa Big Ten game. Just. Yeah. You're just sitting there watching it and waiting for it to end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, to be fair, I mean, the if NFL, you're if that's your sports team, yeah, you're gonna like it, right? But like otherwise, for the casual audience, it's just it's hard. Because yeah. I mean, there's certain stars on each team, but it's just that's not enough. No, I mean, Deontay Johnson can't do anything <laughs> without a decent quarterback. I mean, the Steelers have such a rich history too, so like you're gonna get a lot of fans watching it just because the Steelers are on. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I, and Mike's a good coach, too. Right. And I don't get, like, what are you doing? Is Man. that is that a him call, or is it maybe someone above him? No, I think it's I think that's 100% a him call. No, it's, like he's it's earned, Tomlin. He's earned that respect to <clears throat> make those decisions, yeah. and I think he's trying to give Pickett as long of a freaking time to prepare and do all I, the stuff as he can. But here's the thing. It's like usually when you're, you're benching a, a rookie quarterback – it's because you want to give him some time to like learn, you know, from the dude in front of him. Yeah, I that's don't. Not a good I do not want from. Pickett learning from Trubisky. No, at all. I don't want him to learn anything. That's fair. That's one of those like maybe if they would have gotten Jimmy G when he was available, that would have been something to like. That hey, would have been from good. Him. Yeah, like go get a vet like Matt Ryan. Like get Matt Ryan for a year. You, Hell, even Carson Wentz would have no, been no. somewhat better. Carson Carson Wentz the first couple games, you can't even say anything. He was looking good. He, he was, looked terrible. In his <laughs> second year through 11 games, he was the NFL MVP. So, for the record. That is, that is such like a cherry-picked ESPN stat. I mean, and it was true. Before he got injured in the ACL when the I Eagles know. won the Super Bowl. That's yeah. that's he, why I referenced it. Yeah. But. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's Carson Wentz. My point is, we already <laughs> talked about staff collusion earlier in the show. You think somewhere in Pittsburgh, they're like, hey, with, with Trubisky, right? When you're studying his film, just 
don't do what he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how he Trubisky doesn't have social media? I, I want you to be a famous TikTok influencer if that man says no social media. I thought you were about, yeah. to, I thought you were about to say there's people in Pittsburgh giving away Mitch Trubisky secrets, and I go, what secrets? Everyone yeah, what secrets? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I think uh, picket, picket season's coming soon. It needs to be sooner rather than later. Uh, moving on, uh, we got the Texans and the Bears. Actually a pretty good game. Uh, Bears were able to come up 23-20. to 20. So, overall, though, I mean, it was surprisingly, the Texans gave the Bears a little bit of a rough time. I mean, the Texans aren't, they aren't the best team, but they're not the worst either. Like, No, I mean, you had Mills, he threw, what was it? Like they fired. 45 yards, touchdown, although he had two interceptions. But, I mean, Justin Fields also two interceptions. Is there a worse two and one team than the Chicago Bears right now? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I just that's that's the biggest takeaway for me. Like Justin Fields is talented, um, even though they don't let him throw the ball. But yeah. it's it's one of those things where I Chicago they've got a really easy strength of schedule to start off with. Once they get really into like October, November, December, especially, we're gonna really see what this team's made out of. I would be shocked if they get to 500, personally. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't think I they're agree. a good football team. But, I mean, these Houston, they're rebuilding, too. So, they yeah. were able to get a win early in the season. Not much more to talk about in my end. Yeah. I mean, that really about does it for that one. Uh, move- the Saints suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the Saints? Yeah. I hate the Saints. You can move on to the Saints. Uh, yeah, they lost 22-14 to uh, versus Carolina. Baker Mayfield with a pass to former Jacksonville Jaguar, LaVisca Chenault, yep. that put him up and eventually over the Saints. Jameis Winston, that dark horse MVP candidate that I was hearing so much about last year. Uh, yeah, that's... I don't know where he is. I mean, he got LASIK and everything. Like, he's got new vision. See, you say that, but he also put up 353 yards. And what else did he do? Well, you got two interceptions. Ah, there you go. That's, that's where I'm... Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield, 170 yards, one touchdown. So, hey... That was that was big for Baker. Yeah, I, I think that was really huge. Uh, I think he needed Heathers. that to really just find his confidence again with a new team. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, CMC twenty five carries, one hundred eight yards. Uh, Alvin Kamara fifteen carries, sixty one yards. Yeah. Kamara, man, it's really disappointing this year. They, well, look, he was questionable all this week too. Yeah, you remember that. One of the things I think it's going to go as an underlying storyline for the Saints this year. They really miss Teron Armstead. Yeah. The left mm-hmm. tackle that's now in Miami. Yep. yep. He was a big part of their offense. Now, granted, Sean Payton also has something to do with it, and obviously no longer Drew Brees, which that's been been a factor. Future but. Dallas Cowboys head coach Sean Payton. <laughs> speaking of, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say speaking of Miami. Miami and the Bills. The Bills look beatable. I have to listen to my brother. Talk about Tua Tonga Vailoa for another week. Tua Tua because on. of your Super Bowl pick, <laughs> Brendan couldn't do their job. Granted, they had a rookie. They had a really young secondary out there today. They did. Two they, and had, on. they had four players with a combined three NFL starts. Josh Allen had 400 passing yards. On like 60-plus pass attempts, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That's not healthy. They ran an air raid it's- <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> and it almost got them on the win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, I know Devin Singletary is not the best running back in the NFL landscape, but the man can <clears throat> run the football. Yeah. Well, and here's something else to think about. And to be fair, uh, both teams were having players drop out just due to the heat and heat exhaustion. So, I mean, you had weather was a big factor in this. And that's something I think Buffalo is Twice not used hot. to is heat. Yeah. <laughs> Miami and no, Miami in September 
is not an easy place to play. Miami didn't even like playing there. <laughs> they had people dropping out and cramping. There's just a hurricane. Stuff. Right. And I just. And another one's coming. Yeah. That's true. I can't believe Tua and Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, by the way, who's beaten Bill Belichick. He's beaten Sean McDermott and uh, John Harbaugh in yeah. Baltimore. Those are his three first wins. Yeah. As NFL's uh, head coach. Uh <clears throat> We what? need to we need to go over the uh, uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, and oh, figure out what's yes. going on. That did not look good because um, Tua should not have been back in that game. Who, no. as a head coach, how would you allow your star quarterback to come back? But I don't even I I don't blame McDaniel for it. I blame whatever I'm, team doctors they yeah, have. That's what that I'm, checked him I out, agree. and they're like, "Oh yeah, you just stumbled off the field after a big hit to your head, but you're good." That. It looks bad. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, the NFLPA already said that they're launching an investigation into it. Yeah, they want to. So, they already are wanting new protocols and everything put. Yeah, in place. they're wanting to review it all. But that that was on full display today. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you mentioned Belichick though. I yeah. did, and I also mentioned John Harbaugh. Those two teams played each other. Yep. And one came out on top over the other. Yeah. It was the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And the New England Patriots uh, do not was, look good. Yeah, it was in New England. Um, Baltimore ended up coming out with the win, thirty-seven to twenty-six. L L L L. I had this conversation with you off cam or off off camera, off camera, off <laughs> mic, everything. To yeah. be fair, off. At, we off don't source. have cameras because they're all over following Aaron Judge. <laughs> I was. Going We're not going to back to do that. This. We are <laughs> not getting back this. into this. We are not. Anyways, going back to the Ravens Patriots game. I talked to you about this uh, before the season. I said, I think Mac Jones is going to regress this year. You're like, really, Mac Jones? I'm like, yeah. You know, he doesn't have his OC. It's his, they, his they don't have an OC. They don't. They didn't provide him with the weapons. Although Devonte Parker had a hell of a day today. Yeah, he did. Um, Boy balled out. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Mac Jones himself is not good enough. With respect to Mac Jones, not good enough to come over this monstrosity that they've got in New England right now. This is not a good football team. No, and, you know, we kind of all talked about how would New England look with O'Brady and all that, and I think it's really just been on full display lately. Yeah. I mean, look, it, Brady's obviously the greatest quarterback ever. He's still one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL today at age 45. So, mm-hmm. that you obviously, you take that away, you're going to have some, you know, fall back a little bit and, you know. And, come, to, and to be fair, Belichick is a genius head coach. I mean. I get it, but a head coach with – the best quarterback ever. But but again, it's it's going back to that old argument, you know, how much does success does Brady deserve? How much does sex, Belichick, success yeah. does Belichick deserve? You can no longer, after the knowledge that we know of today, argue, I'd say, any more than 65-35 the, for the coach. The coach is 35% at most. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it now with the Patriots, right? Since Brady's left, Belichick's Missed the playoffs, made the playoffs one year, and then got bounced by Buffalo by a huge margin. Yeah. Yep. Greg Popovich, over not trying to switch sports or anything, but in the NBA, ever since Tim Duncan left, how's uh, Popovich looking over there in San Antonio? Fair. So it's one of those things that people, they, they see the Patriots logo, they see the Patriots brand, and automatically think that Belichick's there. Oh, everything's going to be fine. Well, I mean, That's yeah, and, and you also have to think about the fact that Tom Brady is such a coveted quarterback because of his football IQ and his ability to read a play. 
and switch it on the fly. And that's something that coaches don't have the ability to do because they're not out there. Well, right. Brady most of the time will right. play smart, safe football. Exactly. Which is something, like you said, just his football IQ is off the charts. Right. And again, Mac Jones was known as like the fastest processor, which means being able to diagnose the play <clears> at the quickest rate of speed right. while it's happening. And that's that's a tremendous skill to have. Don't get me wrong. Well, you have but to execute it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have an OC, I will keep saying, they do not have an offensive coordinator. Which is yeah. just... They flip the coin between their special teams coordinator and defensive, and defensive coordinator, coordinator to see who calls plays. It's just wild. And I personally, this is one where if I'm Robert Kraft, like after the season, if it's going the way it's going, I'm having a talk with Bill Belichick and I'm I'm asking him, hey, what is your plan yep. going into the future? So, but I mean, we've talked about a lot about experienced NFL coaches. We've got a lot of those around the league, none more so than. Let's let's say the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. They uh, An interesting game. They uh, ended up losing to the Colts. Yeah, a rare a rare loss for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in September. But as I feel Brandon like mentioned. The, I feel like the Colts. I mean, sorry. I feel like the Chiefs always drop one game that you're like, what? In, in Patrick, well, in since Mahomes became the starter. His record in September, his passer rating, everything is, like, near perfect. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, like, this isn't the time that he normally would right. have a game like this. Well, he threw a pick, too, his which first, is yeah, crazy for his first one Of the season. Of the right. season, yeah. With the game on the line, they were driving. They were looking to tie the game, pretend to take it overtime. Or, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, with that offense, you may be expecting a touchdown at that yep. point. You never know. Um, but, yeah, I just... This one was one of the weird games of the season. Congratulations to the Colts. If they had lost this game, they would be 0-2-1. And, um, and definitely, the odds would have been against them to potentially make the playoffs, that's for sure. So, I think it's like under 10% if you go 0-2-1. But that's besides the point. Jonathan Taylor, that offense, Michael Pittman did play in this game. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't pretty. Like, nothing about the Colts screams to me like, you must watch this team for the beauty of the game. They are just a team that goes out there, they execute their game plan, and, yeah, they just try to get a win whenever they Am can. Am I reading the stat right? Was Patrick Mahomes really the leading rusher for that game? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. yeah, they could not run the football. That was a great job by the Colts front seven. 26 yards, and he's leading. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had no yards. Yeah, on Zero. seven carries. Yeah. He did have a touchdown, though, so I guess he got forward. He went, have, yeah, went yeah. backwards. But, I mean, this is... Patrick Mahomes, this is about as bad of a game as Patrick Mahomes is going to have. 20-35, 262 yards, a touchdown and interception for a 78.5 quarterback rating. I mean, you don't get this Mahomes in September, to say the least. Yeah, but you still got to think about the fact that he's 8-1 to one already in week three. Mm-hmm. Well, touchdown to... And, I get it. And, and to that's be respectful fair, to him. But. Like, Travis Kelsey had one in the end zone that was, like, right to him, and he didn't catch it. Yep. I mean, there was... He later came back, got the only real touchdown. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean that the thing that really was the under the 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 thing that I caught my eye this game was the back and forth that Mahomes had with Bienemy mm-hmm. going into the halftime break. Yep, that was something that I don't know about y'all. I hadn't personally seen from the Kansas City sideline. Mahomes really get that you know verbal and that kind of He's frustrated. He's usually one of the most like respectful like guys in the league. Exactly. And that was something where I was just like, whoa, like, something's going on here. Um, And ultimately, they did not come out with the win, so obviously they'll probably handle that internal. 
I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes is normally a really respectful guy. Eric Bieniemy is a really successful offensive coordinator in this league, so they'll they'll get regrouped and they'll be fine. But it was just something worth noting uh, yeah. moving forward for this team. Absolutely. I just completely remembered we forgot to talk about something when we covered the Miami game. Ah, uh, yes. You know, right in the butt. Uh the the infamous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. The butt punt. The, the butt, butt punt. punt. Butt punt. I don't know Mark how. Sanchez, move over, baby. There's a new butt punt. There play. is. Didn't uh, what, he, he, what tweeted, was it? he out. tweeted out? Stay, he tweeted out. Stay, stay in, in your, your lane. lane. Yeah. <laughs> stay Mark in your Sanchez lane. owning it. And you gotta love to see it. He has uh, a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um. So that honestly. in the butt punt. That was Kansas City's offense. Like straight butt punt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, that's is with given their expectations. That is their expectation is a butt punt. But um, you know who else is butt punting? Another team in the AFC West. Who's 0 and 3? Yeah. Yeah. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders fall today to the Tennessee Titans 24 to 22. This was in Nashville. Devontae Adams does secure his third touchdown in three games for the Raiders. He's obviously still proving that he is that guy. But that Raiders team and Josh McDaniel's first year hasn't gone to plan so far for the first no, three games. No, it has not. Uh, this is not well. Not at all. I mean, Derek Carr, 26 of 44, 300. Three yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Josh Jacobs, I mean, he was good on the ground. He had over five yards of carry, 13 carries for 66 yards. Mac Hollins, believe it or not, actually led the Raiders in receiving. Eight catches, 158 yards. Derek Carr is doing a really great job of spreading the ball around the field. And, I mean, again, Josh Jacobs is successful in running the ball. So you got to sit there and wonder, like, how are the Raiders not winning these games? Like, it's just they have all this talent. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm not – I don't know if it's a coaching thing or if it's just pieces aren't clicking or what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like the Titans, they were more efficient in their offense. I mean, Derrick Henry, 20 carries for 85 yards. I mean, he earned every single one of those 85 yards. Yeah, he did, he did. touchdown. Get into the end zone. Tannehill, 19-27, a touchdown and interception. Um, Robert Woods had his really best game, I'd argue, as a Titan. Four receptions for 85 yards. Derrick Henry, speaking of which, five for 58 yep. um, through the passing game. So, really relying on their main dude there in Tennessee. But, yeah, the Raiders, this is this is something definitely keeping your eye on because they are arguably in the toughest division that we can ever remember. Oh, yeah. And now they're sitting, you know, behind the barrel at 0-3, and the schedule's not going to get any easier for no. them. No, it, it either needs to click or you're going to be looking at not a good season. Yeah, but you know who is looking at a good season? Please go on. You're Minnesota Vikings, Brendan. Aaron Judges. Aaron <laughs> Judges. God. We are avoiding that. I'm ignoring <laughs> that. I literally physically cannot talk about that subject anymore <laughs> or else I will. my stomach will burst, Andrew. So we're going to move on to Brendan's Minnesota Vikings, okay? Kirk <laughs> Cousins looking prime time as always at a 12 o'clock game. <laughs> he he How did he look in prime time last week? <clears throat> oh. He's a top five quarterback in, in 12 o'clock noon games. In noon don't games, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. How... I don't know. 260 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, what I tell you was going to happen in this game with the Lions. They were going to come back down to earth. Yeah. When, no, when we were sitting at the bar watching this game, said the Lions are going to look really, really good. They're going to set themselves up to win this game. Yep. And, and the Vikings are going to come back. Fashion. No, you even said the Vikings were to come back. And the Lions got out to the lead. Yep. It looked like they were doing great. And then Minnesota storms back. Yep. And they move to 2-1 and one while Detroit falls to 1-2. and two. Both these offense, by the way, 
are so entertaining to watch. They are. I mean, you've got yeah. stars on both sides of the well, ball. Even then, Swift has been dealing with an ankle injury, right? Jamal yes. Williams. Yeah, and he went out this game. Yeah, he did. Jamal Williams looking stellar out there. 20 carries, uh, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Love Jamal Williams. At this point, he's now just permanently in my fantasy football lineup. Yes. Because why Why did I not put him in my flex? I chose Kareem Hunt over him, thinking I might have a little bit there with the battle of the mid, but apparently not. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Swift, um, yeah, it was a rough week in fantasy for those owners who have Mr. <sighs> Swift. Yep. But uh, Jared Goff, I mean, Goff looked good, man. I mean, throughout when he the, the lines were rolling, I mean, he was hitting Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark even had a couple of catches early. Yep. DJ um, Chark. Do, 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 do. Okay, right. I thought you were going with me. No, okay. you're, you're by yourself. Anyways, um, TJ Hawkinson caught a touchdown. So, I mean, the Lions' offense has a lot of potential, and they're still young. They're still trying to gel together. Dan Campbell's still trying to figure out, you know, okay, how do we finish games? Because yeah. now we're actually good enough to compete. Like, oh, yeah. how do we actually finish? Exactly. I do find it funny how you said you called about this game because when uh, Colin and I, once y'all left the bar and he came over to hang out, when we were watching it, I was like, watch, it's going to end Jared Goff interception. Just put the nail in the coffin. Sure enough, just oh, lets you know, it fly. For the record, that is true. Yeah. He did call 100% that. I said. You did call that. Shocker. So. He did call that. Um, and it's because we we won because we didn't have to go for a field goal attempt. Jared Goff threw a pick. Crazy. In a really close game <laughs> situation. Taxes, crazy. You know Jared who else is, is up to bat? <laughs> you know who else is known for throwing picks in key situations? Oh, he's just known for throwing picks, actually. Which which one? I'm talking about Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Carson Wentz. And remember, he not, was Wentz. Not even throwing <laughs> yards. I mean, he... Did not look great today. He came, um, he came back down to earth. He, he actually did not throw a pick today, but it just you said pick, and it just put me to Carson Wentz. So that's just he didn't throw a pick to. today, but he also just couldn't throw. He, you know, that, who could throw in that game though? Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Three hundred and forty. Devonta yards. Smith have a day. Three touchdowns. Devonta Smith caught one of them. I thought he caught two, but he got. I know he caught one that got close. That's right. Yep. He led them receiving eight yard, eight receptions for 169 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Brown being A.J. Brown, five receptions, 85 for a touchdown. And Dallas Goddard actually getting into the end zone, too. Good for yep. the uh, the tight end there. Miles Sanders didn't really do too much on the ground. I mean, they were they were way ahead by this point. So 15 carries for 46. Miles Sanders is just like the perfect, like, I'll I, be here if you need me back. Can I Can I give you more praise, Andrew? Because I've praised you a little bit on this podcast, but you really nailed this one. If I'm thinking of the best teams in the NFC right now, the Eagles. E- the Eagles might be the best one. Yeah. Like with what Brady showed today yeah. or what didn't they show in the day, uh, the Rams just can't seem to be consistent, although they did get the win against Arizona. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, San Francisco losing Trey Lance and Jimmy G kind of being mad as they're playing right now. The Eagles might be the best team in the NFC. Yep. It's a weird sight to see with Jalen Hurts. I did not expect him to take the step up, but I still I still think they lose a good amount of games. I mean, I still right. think I what I say, I think they end up eleven and uh can't you, do math. You're eleven right and six. Eleven yeah. and six. Eleven and six is what you so, said. So that's what I said. Uh, I do I but I think they make that like playoff push to the NFC championship. I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm going to definitely keep an eye on it. I mean, you were big on the Eagles last year. You had them in your NFC Championship game. You had them losing to the Bucks, I believe. Last year? No, this, this year, year when you made your to predictions. The Packers. To the Packers, excuse me. Um, speaking of the Packers, 
They got a win today. Yep. They got to win a huge win over aforementioned Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 14-12. Fox's NFL game of the week. Uh, yeah, Rodgers throws for a couple of touchdowns. They hold up Brady and the Bucs. I mean, this one was a defensive struggle. Rodgers obviously does not have the weapons that he's used to. Brady did not have the weapons because they're either fighting people or they're getting injured. Um, and they were not able to co- defeat the, this Packers team, even though they were at home. But man, like I've been saying, the Packers defense is good. They really are. They're an underrated, underrated group. They and, are. And people, yeah, and like, like I said, I mean earlier, I talked about it, and people are like, "Oh well, th- they didn't do that great against Minnesota and all that." And I go, "Yeah, but they're holding the run. They got it locked down. Like it's hard to see anyone breaking through to go run down the field." I mean, there's one thing you can always expect from Green Bay. It's a solid defense. Yeah. You can. And you can also expect preseason rookie standout, Romeo Dobbs. Yep. Leading the team. Eight receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown to go with it. Uh, Alan Zard also had a touchdown on four receptions for 45 yards. Aaron Rodgers is definitely still trying to figure out, okay, who do I trust? Like when the game's close, when I need a catch, who do I need to go to on third and third and long to convert? But ultimately, the Packers were able to come away with the win. Brady, I mean, he tried his darndest. He threw 42 pass attempts, got 271 yards. Leonard Fournette really wasn't able to get anything going on the ground. Their leading receiver, leading receiver excuse me, was Russell you. Gage. 12 receptions on for 87 yards and a touchdown. They also, um, what, picked up Beasley recent, just like, and he's, he yeah. just went and played. Yeah. And after I mean, a week of practice, basically. I mean, that shows you the state of the receiving core this week. Yeah. Now, granted, they'll be getting Mike, Mike Evans, Evans back. back. To hopefully get Julio Jones back. We want to see the best players out on the field. Yep. Let's be honest. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, we've got a lot of other games. Speaking of dealing with injuries, Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, they I... got stomped this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They fall to one Awful. and two. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. The Jacksonville Jaguars can win their division. They can. They are looking really good. Trevor Lawrence. Dog is showing why he was number one overall pick. Three touchdowns, as Brendan mentioned, 260 yards. James Robinson looking like he didn't have an Achilles injury last year. Yeah, was it 17 carries, 100 yards? For a touchdown. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, uh, Zay Jones was the big man that stood out today. Ten receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, he's been balling all year. He added a touchdown on 6-72. and Uh, Yeah, I mean, even Travis Etienne had a couple plays there where he Mm -hmm. was helping moving the chains. This Jacksonville squad, they spent a lot of money in free agency, and it's showing off on the field. So, and to be fair, though, I mean, when you're watching Herbert play, he he looked uncomfortable. He was gutting it out. For I sure. mean, every time he got knocked on the ground or something, if, if you could see him in camera shot, you saw his pain on his face. Yeah, I'm to be honest, like I was sitting there, we were watching that game. Yep. Um, I didn't understand why he was out there so late. You, you and me both, especially in the four. Why? Yeah, you're down that much. Like I understand, Rest like, Herbert. Him. Wants to get out there and he wants to prove that he can still do it, but all I, it's going to take is one person coming back there, nailing him in the ribs, and he's going to be out for like the season. Then he, at that point, oh, it sh- looks like Debo Samuel got knocked out. Uh oh. Oh. So that uh, San, for, San Francisco 49ers Broncos game happening live as we were recording this podcast. Hopefully, we wish the best for Debo, who just got that recent extension. He from walked the off the field on his own will and is being observed in the tent. That's, well, that's good. good. And it's currently a seven and three ball game. Uh, in Denver um, with about a little over three minutes left in the second quarter. We will continue to provide any updates as we hear them here on the podcast. But uh, speaking of NFC West teams, 
Los Angeles Rams were able to defeat the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray 20-12. to 12. Um, That open beta was open this weekend for the new Modern Warfare. So. Is this just going to be the storyline every time we talk about Cardinals games? Yeah. Pretty much, right? Are you going to say that about last week, too? The open beta really helped him? Yeah, it wasn't really an open beta. <laughs> oh, he, probably, uh, uh. he got his fix in at halftime, and then he came out, and he was just yeah. like, I got to get home and play the Game Boys. Yeah. To, to be fair, honestly, like he did last week, let him run more. Yep. It seemed to be working. I don't know why he they didn't really want to do it this week. I mean, yeah, James Conner, he had him the whole game. He was healthy. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, yeah, I mean, the man can run. Let him. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about earlier in the podcast. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame now yep. just for a crazy game. Yeah. He, he can run the ball. Let him. Yeah. I mean, he did throw for 314 yards today. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He also added eight yards on the ground, which is shocking, yeah. uh, given that it's Kyler Murray. Well, and also, to be fair, who's he going to throw to? Because if you watch that game, no one could catch the ball, apparently. Even person. Marquise Brown, who had yeah. 17 targets, he did catch 14 of them for 140 yards. Um, Dorch. I don't even want to try to pronounce his first name, but <laughs> yeah. I could barely pronounce his last name. Nine catches, 80 yards on 10 targets. Zach Ertz also had 10 targets, catching six of them for 45 yards. Uh, the Rams, I mean, that's, it's pretty simple. You're going to throw Cooper Cup the ball. Um, four catches for 44 yards. Should have had a touchdown, but it was called back. Uh, Matthew Stafford did actually a really good job of spreading the ball around. Cam Akers mm-hmm. getting into the end zone um, after his week one performance is definitely a good sight to see from his perspective. Um, but the Rams eked out a win, and I still think the Cardinals, they got some coaching issues. Uh, and this is scary because we've known them to kind of start off hot and then kind of fade towards the end. Now they're starting at one and two, and they got to they gotta really ramp it up here if they want to contend in this NFC if West. If I know anything about Cliff Kingsbury, is that he does not finish strong. Exactly. Speaking of teams that didn't start out that great, the Bengals finally got a win. Yes, they did. Against the Jets, who apparently were having some sideline issues going on there. I mean, Joe Shiesty looked like Joe Shiesty. Yeah, Quinn Williams uh, was definitely angry in that game, referencing what yeah. you said, Brendan. Yeah. Yep. Um, was it a defensive line coach? He was yes. screaming on that players had to get involved, separate <sighs> the two. And it's tough, right? I mean, you sit there. Quinn Williams has been there he now probably, a couple of years. He probably he saw the double boxer and Josh. Yeah. plays too. I mean, and he realizes, like, too, like, it sucks when you're losing. Like, you get frustrated. Oh, you yeah. get angry, yep. especially if – you know, your coach is calling you out for some BS, and he's yep. like, hey, man, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z just to get to B, you know, whatever. But um, Tyler Conklin led them in receiving today. The tight end, eight catches, 84 yards. Garrett Wilson had a really solid day, six catches for 60. Uh, the Bengals, though, this is probably the best they've looked all year, yeah. in my opinion. Three touchdowns for Joe Burrow. Uh, 275 yards. Yeah. Uh, one to Tyler Boyd. Four catches, 105 yards in the touchdown. Jamar Chase also getting in the end zone. And Samaje Pirine also getting in around the uh, the end zone. So that was really good for the Bengals. Good good little wake-up call. Right. Last had one. really good, like, ball distribution. Yep. Right. I mean, you had 105 for Boyd, 93 for Higgins, 29 for Chase. I right. mean, everyone, everyone got a share. Yeah. And last one, though, uh, on the Sunday docket, other than the current Sunday Night Football matchup that's been playing. Battle of the Birds. Yeah, Seattle Seahawks did uh, come up short against the Atlanta Falcons, ultimately falling 27-23. to Marcus Mariota doing uh, doing Marcus Mariota things. Yeah. Uh, he was active on the ground, active through the air. He did score a touchdown both passing and on the ground. Uh, was able to distribute Kyle Pitts. Holy crap, Kyle Pitts led the Falcons in receptions. <laughs> Five catches to 87 yards. A really productive day for the tight end. 
Uh, on the Seattle side, I mean, Geno Smith was Geno Smith. He was accurate, 32 of 44. Yes, I just got an Aaron Judge notification. I don't even care about the Yankees. <laughs> you did not. Did yes. You really? <laughs> they thought it was gone. Watch Aaron Judge's family react when they think he crushes his 61st homer. <laughs> I can't even escape it during the podcast. <laughs> you, you cannot make this up. You cannot. Make they this are up. looking at the notification. I love the timing. You know why I'm like really scared right now, Brendan? Because you know what game we're about to talk about next. Oh, I know the Monday night game. Oh, I swear, please. Before, <laughs> before we get into that one, though, <coughs> with, with Atlanta, Cordell Patterson looking good on the ground. 17 carries, 141 yards with yeah. a touchdown. Stupid Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> The man is the I have no air. Existence. All my laughing air is gone. <laughs> I cannot laugh. Oh, God. I mean, Falcons look like they were the better complete team, let's be honest. And Arthur Smith getting the first win of the season for the Falcons squad. Both teams now at one and two. Uh, Seattle couldn't get the run game really going. No, we couldn't. Uh, I mean, Rashad Penny didn't look too bad. I mean, he 66. averaged 4.7 yards a carry, 66 yards in total. Just, 14 carries, though. So. Yeah, I just... It was one of those things. Gino, I didn't look bad. He did have the one interception, but ultimately the Falcons they were able to come away with the win. Now, I, bro, I'm looking at my phone now. It's going notifications. We got to go to the Monday night game to preview a little bit. We usually do this. Yankees where, games in a rain delay. So okay. Oh, perfect. Now we're good. Aaron Judge during the rain delay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have a damn warm up camp. Right. Exactly. Aaron wow, Judge. that swing looked like it could have hit a homer. Aaron Judge doing some practice swings out in the rain. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of the Monday night game, kind of like we were alluding to. Yeah. Andrew, what are, what are your thoughts on it? How do you think Cowboys are Please break it down. Uh, the Giants really off to a hot start. The 2-0 and start this season. Um, kind of surprising everyone a little bit, but I don't know. It's uh, Division games are always tough, especially on the road. On the road. Yeah. Um, so the Cowboys traveling out to New York will be, it'll be an interesting game. I think, I think it'll be competitive, um, but not competitive in the sense that we're going to be watching good football, both sides. It's just going to be average play on both sides. And I'm about to say, you can't associate good football with Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush. No. Could you, could you imagine though, if the Giants win this, that means Giants are three and oh, the Cowboys are one and two Miami three and oh, yeah. And then uh, who else is it? That's three and zero. The Eagles, not the, the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, not the Raiders. <laughs> not the, the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, but no, just just those being your top three teams is something we don't really think about too often. As you're, no. yeah, not as a, not as of recently. I mean, especially in the NFC East. I mean, the Cowboys have kind of just dominated the rest of the division. You're for the king last. of Trash Mountain for the longest time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, they've been up there. I mean, At least trashy is trash. I, I can't remember the last time a team's won back-to-back division titles in the uh, NFC. Oh, no, it's 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 the the pattern is, like, ridiculous. And like, usually the team that wins it finishes last the next year. Right. And that's exactly what's happening this year. And I think, well, it's, it's everybody but the Giants, is it not? Because, like, the Giants haven't won since, like, Eli's days. Yep. The because even Washington won it with RG three. Yeah, so it's been like Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, football team or yeah, commanders. For like the last whatever. ten years, it's been just Cowboys, Eagles. Just yeah, really battling it out. Yeah, and, and looking at kind of the 
lineup in the injury report here. Cowboys uh, looks like what Michael Gallup's questionable, which is big because Gallup, you know, he'd be coming a really, back will be huge. He'd be the legitimate number two to CD yep. Lamb. Oh, without a, without a doubt, and that really takes the pressure off of CD. Micah Parsons questionable as well. He's just sick. But I Dalton think Schultz questionable. Jaron Curse is going to be out for this game yep. on the Giants side. Aaron Robinson's out. Leonard Williams is doubtful. Aziz Ojolari is questionable. Kayvon Thibodeau is questionable. So definitely some uh, things to keep out an eye Darius out for. Tony doubtful. Yeah, I mean, for this game, honestly, man, I the Giants are one of these teams, man, where I I was a really big fan of the Brian Dayball hire. Yeah, like if Seattle were to for whatever reason fire Pete Carroll. That's the head coach I wanted them to hire. Yeah. Because I'm such a fan of how he runs things. And he's showing it why in New York right now. And I think New York has their head coach of the future where they're just trying to figure out everything else that they need. I I think New York wins pretty handily. I'm not sure what the spread is. I don't think I'm it's, looking it's that one. up right now. It's only one. It's only uh, one to New York. Yeah. New York's I, a one point favorite. I listen, I'm I like New York in that matchup. I really yeah. do. Moneyline has Dallas at negative 105, New York at negative 115. Yeah, I'm, I I really like the Giants in this match. I think the Giants win. I think they cover. I, I think the Giants are just a better football team right now. Um, I, I can see it. Well, you have, I mean, Saquon. Will, it's an over-under of 39. Like, you, now you think I'll be able to hold Saquon? they points. Bet the under. No, I, I, don't, I don't think our defensive line is going to. Especially if Micah's not at a hundred percent, so you just think Saquon's just going to run all around. I think, I think Saquon has a really good game against the Cowboys for the first time in a while. Give, us, give us a score. Uh, I'm just going to say New York, New York twenty four, Cowboys fourteen. I'd go New York twenty one, Cowboys seventeen. Go closer than I did. You think it's going to be a close game like that? I think the thing is Cooper Rush. I think he's good for two touchdown score scoring drives. Really, I think he is. But okay. I think New York because you're betting on Daniel Jones to sustain. Well, Cooper drives. Rush just had a good game last week. I don't think he has a good one this week. You don't think he can follow it up back to back? No, he never does. I'll, I'll still go twenty one seventeen Giants. He fair enough. Balled out against Minnesota. Yeah. What do you think, Brennan? Man, I don't know if it's going to be as close like you're saying. I think it's honestly going to come down to like maybe two touchdown game, New York. Just because, again, Saquon just out there running around. Yeah. And fantasy wise, I mean, obviously, you're going to start Saquon no matter what. Zeke, if you have him in your lineup, it's honestly look at maybe putting Zeke down at this point. Man's, he's old. He's not running great. Obviously, Tony Pollard's stepping up in there. This look is the one him. where the national media is really going to stomp their feet. In whoever loses this game, yeah. Oh yeah, because if the if the Giants lose, they're stomping all over Daniel Jones and the the Giants front office and everything, and how they handled their drafts the past couple of years. If the Cowboys lose, it's just I mean it's raining on the Cowboys parade, and you know, oh my God, I don't care, Dex hurt. You know, you didn't really prepare for this, blah blah blah, and it's just yeah. it's going to be insufferable that oh, next yeah. uh, Tuesday morning, but. Yeah, I mean, honestly, fantasy football-wise, I mean, the only 
Only for sure starts, I would say, is, I mean, Saquon, I mean, right. CeeDee Lamb, I mean, you picked him up early because you thought Dak was going to be there. If you have other options, maybe look at him, but yeah, it's, it's one of those, you got him, you got to stick with him. Kind of like Zeke, if you went after Zeke and you got him, you got to stick with him for a while, so. Right. Hope to ride that train, see how it works for you. Yeah. Well, that uh, about covers everything we're talking about in the NFL. Are we going to do this day in sports, gentlemen, to kind of wrap it up here? Absolutely. All right. We will be right back with this day in sports. And we're back. Uh, this day in sports, September 26th. Now, I know Brendan kind of helped us out with scheduling the uh, the script and everything, kind of outlining it out i will say mm-hmm. you had us on september 25th so make sure you're on september 26th oh man i the, am huh the day that we are releasing this podcast before you release um this day in sports because that's the day we are releasing it we are recording it on september 25th but since um, my colleagues are switching over here i will be the one to go first and i will first say back in this day in sports september 26th back in 19th Long dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> 73. Will Chamberlain. I don't know if you heard of him. Signs with the ABA San Diego Conquistadors. Hmm. Back on this day in sports. Just had to shout out. I mean, it's Will Chamberlain, so figured I'd give it a whirl. Uh, Andrew, why don't you go next? In 1993, the legendary Alan Prost wins his fourth F1 World Drivers Championship um, at... The second ever Portuguese... Oh, no, he finished second at the Portuguese Grand Prix in 1993. And after that race, announced his retirement at the end of the season. How did I know you were going to that one? Tough one, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's like almost as obvious as me going for Ken Griffey, but I didn't want to go for that one because it was too obvious. Wow. Wait, wait to that steal the never... one I'm going to do. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Take it away, Brendan. And on this day in 1997, Seattle Mariners, Ken the Kid Griffey Jr. hits his 56th home run of 1997. Too bad it's not 61. And Aaron Judge is up to bat. <laughs> I can't wait for whatever the title of this episode is going to be. Aaron Judge up to bat. Yep. I think that's a great one. It, it we interrupt this podcast <laughs> to bring you Aaron Judge's live at bat. Absolutely. Uh, All right. That is this day in sports. Brendan Carson, you took us into this episode. You want to take us out, my friend? Absolutely. This has been Good Time Sports Podcast. My name is Brendan Carson, as always, joined by Colin Brown, producer and co-host Andrew Maloney, who hates Aaron Judge. Uh, As I will forever. (laughs) Because of this, I'm going to hate him forever. I think that's safe to say. They ruined Aaron Judge for me. As always, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Be a part of the conversation. We'll be live tweeting during all sorts of games that are going on. Uh, Once Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run, we'll have Andrew give his live reaction, hopefully get it recorded as well. Uh, 100%. 100%, please. Hopefully it's during the Cowboys game, like he said, that he really wanted it to happen. Uh, As always, be a friend, tell a friend, uh, and be a part of the conversation. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. As always, have a good night. Or more. Or after. Hey, Screw Aaron Judge. <laughs> Spotify Apple Music. <laughs>